Hey parents, looking for some fresh ideas on how to keep your kids busy when they're home on break from school? I'm Bill Corbett, and thanks for downloading my Creative Cooperative Kids podcast. Today I'm sitting down with my good friend and fellow writer, Dan Blanchard. Dan has written numerous books, including his latest bestseller, The Storm, How Young Men Become Good Men. Dan stopped by my office the other day, and we had a chat about ideas for parents and keeping their kids engaged at home. So I have the chance today to sit down with my old friend, Dan Blanchard, author, speaker, educator. You work with youth, as I have for many years. I wanted to ask you a question. What are your thoughts on keeping kids busy for the summer so we got parents listening to this and uh they're look they're they're struggling looking for ideas although we're recording this now around the middle of uh, early august so it's things some some schools are starting to get ready to go back to school but this is an episode people will listen to so uh, summer or just breaks what are some things on your mind uh, because you're a parent you have how many kids you have five five kids I had three, so you you beat me out on that. But I know when uh, breaks came, it was like, how do we keep them busy? How do we keep them out of trouble? How do we keep them fascinated and still developing and growing? What kind of things have have you found worked for you, your family, or in your school system? I don't know. What what are you thinking about when you? Well, I got to say, Bill, um, everything's easier said than done. And summer breaks, holidays, the summer. It definitely is a very tough time to keep kids engaged. I mean, some kids will send their kids off to like, um, you know, summer camp or some some kind of camp, you know, and that can get expensive. Sometimes families are lucky enough to have a little bit of money where they can take their kids on vacation to maybe somewhere the family's never been before, and that's just you know that's a learning process in itself and an enriching process in itself, which leads into what I want to say next is. Um, you know, kids, they don't want to like have like more school-like activities in the summer. Right. Exactly. Sometimes we try to enroll them in camps, <laughs> and that's nice, but they cost money. Mm-hmm. Um, they're limited for a limited period of time, and they're doing, like you said, they're just participating activities like at school, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, um, I think over the summer, it would be like maybe like enrichment would be the key word. You'd be looking for some enrichment activities. So now recently, I'm just kind of backtracking here. Like my family, we just went down to Tennessee. We'd never been to Tennessee before. Where'd you go in Tennessee? We went down to like Dollywood and Gatlin and all that. And uh, Anakisa up in the mountains. And so that was like, anytime you travel, you know, you're broadening your horizon, you're enriching your lives, you're learning things without even learning. All right, so I have have to ask you a question. This is a dad to dad question. Mm -hmm. So when you were, how long were you gone? We were gone about 10 days. 10 days. Um, at any point, uh, now how old are your kids? Tell, tell us how old. 21 down to 11. All right. So at any time were any of them like, oh my gosh, dad, this is so boring. I want to go home or let's do something different. No, no I, I don't think they did. I Good. Mean, they don't Good always, for you. They don't always love the car drive. We tend to drive and instead of fly, one flying is expensive, you know, especially when five kids. So we drive and we tend to stop somewhere on the way down. Uh, this year we stopped in the at the caverns of Virginia and and uh, give the kids. My my mother-in-law had never been in caverns. Really amazing. She, I, I was like, "What? Are you sure?" She's like, "Yeah, we've never been in caverns." So we, uh, you know, she thought she'll crawl on our belly and all that. You know, so <laughs> well, some of them you do. <laughs> some of them you do to fit yeah, through the openings. Yeah. Well, not the ones we were at. So she was amazed. And my kids. Um, who's been, you know, they've been the caverns before, but it's been years. Did you go to the polar caves in New Hampshire? 
No, not yet. There, that's when you have to crawl on your yeah. on your belly or your back. But sorry, I'd go be, ahead. I'd be open to that. So, <laughs> if so, my kids again, they'd been to the caverns, but it's been quite a few years, and they had definitely kind of forgotten what the experience was like. So to get in there, you know, that's like sort of like a little enrichment thing. The traveling, the seeing different things, the stopping at different places on the way down, the going the vacations and seeing that, and that's wonderful stuff. But not all families don't have the time and money to be able to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or like I said, in some kids a camp. I mean, so, you know, you got to think, well, what's what's around the house? What's around the town? You know, in my town, they do a lot of uh, events at the library, which are like enrichment activities that are usually free or very, very cheap. So for some people, that could be an option. You know, keep an eye on, you know, what's the community center doing in your town? You know, what's the library? Yeah, that's a good idea. Most towns have a community center, and we kind of forget about that. That could be a resource for families to get their kids involved. Yeah, and again, it's not like you're opening up a math book and doing page 10. You know, these are like like fun activities that you're learning things, and you're not even like aware that you're learning things. It's just kind of happening as a byproduct. You're learning things through these enrichment activities, what they, whatever they may be. Now, um, you know, I like to like work out in the yard. A lot. So sometimes I bring my kids out and I'm like, hey, we're going to like build like a little rock wall around the well outside. And, and they, go, they go, oh, my gosh, Dad, you're kidding <laughs> yeah, me. Are we yes, got to do that. Some of them are like, no way. Right. <laughs> but then some of them, especially my younger ones, are like, all right, we'll do that. You know what I'm saying? So like well, they, they help me around the yard, uh, like build things and do things around the yard. Now, again, are they learning something? Yes. Do they know they're learning something? Probably not. You know, that's enriching their lives. And they're not bad, and they're not opening up a math book or a reading book or an L.A. language arts book or anything like that. You know, they're putting things together in the yard, helping their dad create things, you know, using like the, um, you know, creativity. Like I had a tree um, that uh, I had cut down. And I had these real, like these probably six, eight-foot sections that were huge. Right, so I got my oldest son, uh, and I said, "Hey, can you help me move these logs?" Right, and uh, he, there he was. He was helping me move the logs, and then I grabbed the axe and I started cutting little holes in them, and I made like little flower beds out of them. You know, what I'm saying I wouldn't have been able to do that without my son's help because those logs were just crazy big and crazy heavy. Um, but once I got those logs in place, you know, it was like a nice little border along the driveway, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, so what can we do with those logs?" You know, what I'm saying I'm like, hey, "Let's make flower beds." Out of them. So again, like you're kind of using your creativity, you know, you're outside getting some fresh air, some exercise. You know, um, one summer I uh, got my uh, my daughter, she was about, I think she's about 12, 13, and I went to a local daycare center that I knew that I did some work for. They had me come in and do some parent workshops, and I said, can you use any teenage helpers during the summer? And they said, yeah, we can. So every day on my way to work, I would drop her off. Uh, and she would she would work, you know, and, and assist. She'd be a, like a teacher's assistant, and I'd pick her up at the end of the day. And after for, we did this for several weeks during the summer, it kept her busy, kept mm-hmm. her out of trouble. Yeah. And then she said to me, "I know why you did this, Dad. It's uh, birth control." Because I'm spending all day with these little kids. I don't want to have any of my own. Uh, but th- it didn't work because yeah. now she's got two of my wonderful grandchildren. Yep. Well, I tell you, Bill, I'm glad you brought that up. Because during the school year, you know, we're, families are usually pretty busy during the school years. But a lot of schools um, require kids to do community service hours. Oh, yeah. And they usually, you know, you hear kids sitting around over the summer playing on their video games, watching another movie or whatever, going, Mom, I'm bored. Dad, I'm bored. And it's like, guess what? You actually have some time during the summer to pop out some of those community service hours. And not only are you fulfilling, let's say, a school graduation requirement, but you're actually um, 
you know, like you're enriching. You're enriching somebody else's life. You're enriching your life because you're volunteering. Maybe you're building a network. Maybe you're building some volunteering, skills. Yeah. Yeah. Success. You're building some success skills. You know, like showing up, helping out. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to follow directions. You know, being able to maybe work independently. You know, the the skills you're gonna need for the rest of your life. That and you're onto something because uh, at one time I was on the board of the board of directors for. Uh, a domestic violence unit and uh, they were talking about creating this campaign to educate families on positive relationships so my teenage daughter actually volunteered and so she went there she would go there for hours almost every day designing posters for their campaign so that would be a great way for parents to get creative look around your community not only the community center but look for nonprofit agencies that can yeah. use help and see if they could use a volunteer even if it's a couple hours a week you know to go in there and mm-hmm. a, even if it's filing papers or or being creative right uh, absolutely and again things are so much less hectic in the summer you know during the school year you're running around the kids are playing sports you could have multiple kids playing sports so um like time is tight during the school year, but you tend to have a lot more flexibility, a lot more time in the summer where you could just pop this stuff off and it'd be a lot less stressful. You know, maybe if you're going to drive, uh, you know, an extra 15 minutes to get all the way across town or 20 minutes to get all the way across town to an opportunity that might be better suited for your kid, it's not a big deal because it's summertime. You know, saying we don't mind driving an extra 15, 20 minutes to get you to this other opportunity instead of doing the one that's right down the street that we would have had to do during the school year. And you work in you work in the school systems, right? Yeah, and so your semester is getting ready to get started soon. It is. And what role do you play? What what role do you play? I'm a school teacher in the alternative high school in my district, where I am a special education teacher okay. who teaches all the history classes. And, uh, and I also teach like a life skills class as well. What, so that's an interesting point. What kind of things do you do? We're kind of going off a little bit. I, I, I just want to close this topic off yeah. that now is the time for parents to maybe not for summer, but think ahead. We, you've got school breaks coming up. You have plenty of time to be looking around the community. Look for a nonprofit agency that your child could uh, donate time or volunteer for coming up and find them now, reach out to them, make that phone call or send the email and say, mm-hmm. Hey, I have a 12 year old, I have a 15 year old and she's looking for some extra th- um, activity. Mm-hmm. Cause it's also great to put that on your kid's resume oh, no that doubt. they donated their time for some community a- um, or agency, right? A- absolutely. Colleges love a role. A well-rounded kid. What kind? Do you have any? Um, what kind of things do you do? We only have a few minutes left in our time together. But what kind of things do you do that uh, makes learning fun? Because parents can use this, especially if there's any homeschoolers uh, listening to this podcast. What? Just do you have a couple yeah. of tips on how to make history fun to 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 learn? I would say if we're going to stay in the breath of like ending the summer off on a positive note, you know, without too much of that slide that educational slide taking place. You know, and you it, say educational slide, meaning they, they, they kind of lose they traction. Lose a little bit. Yeah, they with lose their... a little bit, lose a little traction. I mean, there's been, uh, people say that the kids are more capable and more knowledgeable in June than they are in September. You know what I'm saying? So like there's, those months are just yeah. kind of doing nothing. So again, I mean, you know, ideally it'd be great if a kid reads a book, but most kids aren't going to want to read a book over summer. So now this takes a little creativity. You know, maybe, um, you know, you find a book on a topic that you're doing something in the yard, like those um, 
those log flower beds. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's a creative uh, design in the yard or whatever it is, you know, or maybe they're going to read about some association that they want to volunteer at, you know, and read about that and the history of that association or the things that they do. So you got to be creative. I, I get some hands-on, some real-world in-there activity that kind of relates to, you know, that book. You know, um, that brings up a good point. One time I had a family that where the child captured a, a bug an, an, an unusual bug, one they hadn't seen often. That was a big beetle or something, and she put it in the jar, and she wanted to put it in the jar, and she wanted to keep it. And the mom came up with a great idea. She said, you know, we can't keep it in the jar. We have to let it go. It's wildlife, or maybe it was a lizard or something. I don't remember. But she said, why don't you go find that critter on the Internet and read about it and and do a little um, mosaic or something mm. with pictures about it or, or write a story about it before we let it go. So the child had it a couple of days in the jar yep. before she let it go, but she created, she developed her knowledge and her awareness of that mm. critter and what it yeah. eats and where it lives and what when it wakes up, you know? Absolutely, that's a great idea. And having a little mosaic could hang on the kid's wall or whatever, and remind the kid of you know that that summer, right? Of that, <laughs> and that that was the, the their highlight for that moment. Mm. Now, what about when you teach history? Are there things that you use to help enhance their learning? Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, one is every kid loves a story. So if you can turn something into an, an interesting story. Oh, that's good. You know, which I, I find easy in history. Some English teachers find it easy. You know, but if you could turn something into a story uh, and if you could visit that place, or, you know, that's kind of cool. That helps a lot with yeah. kids learning. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, I know I've seen it where they actually act out some of the... Now, what age bracket do you teach? I'm doing high school, so we're looking at like 14 to 18. Do they have activity, other than just sitting there listening to a lecture and reading their ch their chapters, other things that they do to engage yeah, we, them into it? we try it? to bring in some technology into every single lesson. Oh, you do? So there may be like a two-minute video on this day in history. Okay. Or there may be some video on this or video on that. You know, and then we're going to talk about it and discuss it and write about it a little bit. And then, you know, obviously bring the kids uh, can bring technology into it too when they try to build their PowerPoints or uh, maybe their own little videos themselves. Oh, interesting. I know when I had the youth, remember the YMCA and you came to do a talk? Yes, I, I gave them all assignment. They had to mm -hmm. first write a newspaper article, a make-believe newspaper yeah, article yeah. on a topic that they felt passionate about. Then I sent them out into the street with their phones. They had to put together a video. Uh, on it, yes. uh, to, to a little mini promotional video. So there's a lot of things. I, I think parents will get some great ideas from this. Yeah, and I tell you, if I could throw one, one more thing out, yeah, say sure. English teachers. I was thinking about this the other night. It just popped in my head. You know, English teachers are constantly assigning a book and then saying, "Go write a book report." Oh yeah. And the kids are like, "Uh," you know, they're, they're <laughs> dreading that. So I think to bring it alive, have the kids go on Amazon and have them write a little a little simple book review. So that every single time they pop on uh, Amazon, they click on that link and follow that, uh, that author. Hopefully it's an author they enjoy. And they go down, they can see their book review sitting on that author's Amazon uh, page, which, uh, you know, it makes it a little more real, a little more real world versus a book report that who knows what that, that is now. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Dan, thanks a lot for uh, being with me here today. Uh, I think people get some, some parents will get some great ideas from this and uh, help with uh, keeping the kids busy during breaks. Great. Happy to be here. All Thank right. you. Thanks for downloading this podcast. For more help with parenting, go to cooperativekids.com or find me on my Facebook page, Raising an Independent Child.